Grogu. 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is NYC Actors Talk. The Mandalorian. So uh, we're talking Mando season two today, right, Hunter? Mando season two, my guys. Hey, on, I... no, and we got a we got a special guest. Yes. Well, first let's introduce ourselves, silly. I'm Nick, <laughs> and I'm Hunter, and we got a special guest today, Tony Artiga. Hi. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, good friend. Hey, good buddy. Hi, buddy. Hey, so uh, you're a very good friend of mine. We just did a, a job very recently in the city. Um, yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, and yet you're a big Star Wars guy, so I thought it would be great to have you on. Wait, we're talking Star Wars? Oh. What's that? No, <laughs> no I, love, I love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you, for the listeners at home, he's wearing a Baby Yoda shirt. He's wearing a Star Wars hat. And he's got a little uh, Baby Yoda like action figure thing. Right, I got right. A little animatronic baby Yoda. Who did a wonderful performance in that opener, by the way. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're gonna talk Mandalorian season two. It just finished a couple days ago, um, so it's very fresh in our minds. We, I think, we all have probably a lot of thoughts. I do, to say the least. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm very Hunter. I'm looking right at you. I can't wait to see how you feel about this goddamn season of television. Okay. <laughs> Well, we'll have to wait and find out, Nicholas, won't yes. we? Won't we? Oh, boy. I won't guess we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I think just to just to just to start it off, just to start at just our thoughts. Um, Hunter, hey buddy, hey buddy, what are your overall thoughts on the Mandalorian season two? Look, guys. So. I did not like season one, all right? I didn't like it. And in the words of Nicholas Manna, season twos are hard. Season twos are hard to do. There's rarely, there's rarely a, a, a season two uh, of any television show that's better than the first. Very rare exceptions. But, yeah, but, mo but, mo but mostly season twos are not as good. I can only think of, of two shows that the season twos are better than the first season. The Walking Dead. And Mando season two, my babies. I have two more. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian, dude, this season blew my mind. It really did. I went from hating the show and absolutely dreading the thought of watching this fucking season <laughs> to, to edge of my seat like, oh my God, oh my God, because they're actually doing something. There, there's a goal in mind. And also the storytelling, in my opinion, has improved like crazy. And also the look of this season has improved like crazy. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave it there. But this season blew my mind. I will say that. You know, it's funny. After the, after the, the last episode, I was like, Hunter is hunter definitely liked this season a lot more i could just tell you know, it's funny. like like what once luke skywalker showed up i was like there's no way <laughs> there's no way hunter didn't like this season there's no <laughs> way no because it's like hey it's things i you know it's luke it's uh it's boba fett it's all these things i was like there's no way he didn't like that <laughs> okay so yes and i thought the a similar thing about you i said 
right when Luke Skywalker showed up, I said, Nick fucking hated that. <laughs> Nick fucking hated that. <laughs> I'm not giving away what I think of it yet, but but that's interest but that but that is interesting that you thought that. Yeah, I was like, dude, he didn't like that. He might have liked this season, but I don't think he liked it as much as the first season. Because I think that it took away, not took away, but it didn't follow the same exact formula as season one did. Interesting. And I think that you really liked that formula. Interesting. But uh, Tony, yes. What are, what are your thoughts on Mando season two? Um. So I think Mando season two is bloody fantastic. Um, I think it is not only some of the best Star Wars to come out of the Disney era. I think it's some of the best Star Wars, period, taking into consideration the, you know, like the expanded universe, whatever's canon or not canon, video games, you know. Um, I mean, I've been a Star Wars fan for 23 years at this point, and it's fantastic. Um, I I don't think, I mean, just for context, though, I don't think it is a huge improvement over season one because I loved season one. And I think it's one of those, for me, it's one of those things is what kind of star Wars do you prefer? Do you prefer a star Wars that's a little bit more insular that, that has, you know, explored a different corner, but it's still pretty separate from the Skywalker saga. Or do you want something that still tells a really great story and has an overarching view, but actually does acknowledge that there are, other that there are pockets in the universe that have have a whole little bit more importance than others so like you know like i know that some fans were turned off by like the fact that bo katan shows up that ahsoka shows up and then luke shows up for me it was well done fan service that did not feel unwarranted so i was all on board for it so for me i love all of it I like the fact that I have a season of the Mandalorian where I can watch one episode and just that episode and enjoy it. But I also love that I have a season of the Mandalorian that stays true to that, but also has an overarching view. So um, Hunter, you, now you can see my tendency to ramble. Just one of them. No, it's, be- it's beautiful rambling, dude. Yeah, it is. It really yeah, is. I, we I, love, I, we I, love to hear you talk. I appreciated all those thoughts right there. Yeah. I appreciate that. I wish my dad felt the same way. Oh, father! <laughs> father, no! <laughs> if oh, only Darth father. Vader liked my thoughts. The only thing that come on, Dad. The only thing that came into my mind was a uh, 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 Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. Uh, father, father, <laughs> father. <laughs> Which is still the best Toy Story movie out of a series of excellent Toy Stories. Yes, thank oh, you, Toy thank Story. You. Exactly. What's right, your favorite Nick. Toy Story movie? The oh. one that you're watching at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yes. <laughs> Nick, give me your thoughts. Okay. I need, I need him. I need to know what you think. All right. So I wrote just a little thing. The only thing I really wrote for this uh, whole uh, season retrospective. Still a solid show. Really good show with some standout moments that continues my excitement for unique and different Star Wars content. It's reliance on not getting too much deeper into the characters, repetition and trudging things up from the past. Hold it back from being, in my opinion, an amazing show. But when it works, it's moving and it makes us care about our main characters, Grogu, because that's his goddamn name, and Mando, and draws us into the world into the worlds that they created and have expanded. You're so close, Mandalorian. Just a little more. You can be an amazing show very soon. I can't wait. 
So I really well, liked it. I really liked it. That's interesting. I didn't. I don't know why I thought that you were. I was like, I don't think Nick's gonna like it, but you do. So I good. do like it a lot, <laughs> and and I have a lot of di- and I have a lot of thoughts, and I think there are. Uh, I do have. Uh, uh, quite a couple of issues with the season and I think some of it is like the same issues I had with last season and some of it some of the issues I have are, are new specifically to this season but overall they're doing a, a bang up job they gotta they just gotta keep it moving because I think by like season three season four I can almost confidently be like yeah they're gonna do like some like just incredible stuff moving forward I can't wait yeah um Tony, I gotta kind of piggyback on what you were saying on how this show is some of the best Star Wars that there is this season, mm-hmm. um, because it, it really is. Like, and you put it really perfectly when you said that like it has fan service and it's also like its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I I really appreciated that uh, about this season. Yeah, and you know, you could in a, in a lot of ways you can say that about the sequel trilogy, but I think like especially when it came to like. Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, like, they really, those movies, like, had those, like, moments, but, like, that's all that the movies had to show for themselves. Like, that was it. Like, they didn't, like, go deeper into it. They didn't, like, you know, they didn't have anything that, like, you know, really, like, expanded showing Han, Luke, and Leia. It was just Han, Luke, and Leia. And that's great. We love seeing them, but it was, like, for for The Mandalorian, for example, like, they actually, like, it makes me interested in like the world of Star Wars like oh what's going on in this planet what's going on in this universe the details of the world like that's what I'm excited about with with, uh, with the Mandalorian and and Nick you, you raise an interesting point about the sequel trilogy because um uh, and just for full disclosure I actually really enjoy the sequel trilogy overall um, yeah I think it's good but, and I, I yeah. don't I don't I don't it doesn't get it it doesn't deserve the flack it gets yeah like for sure, and and and, but just for me personally, like I think Force Awakens and Last Jedi are terrific films, and I think Rise of Skywalker, for all its flaws, while I won't go to bat for it the way I will the first two, I still enjoyed. Um, I think, but I think you raise a, a very interesting question because one of my f- gripes with Rise of Skywalker is that some of the fan service was not only kind of didn't go deeper; it wasn't even used that well. Like you know, the whole opening with Kylo Ren takes place in Mustafar. I didn't fucking know that until I read. The, right, it's uh, like it's like it's just like reference for sure. This just to reference it, and just it's not even like it. detailed in any way. Yeah, it's just kind of like you have to read up on it afterwards. And and you know what? And the thing is, it even goes deeper than that because my go-to example in terms of fan service in Star Wars, well done versus not so well done, is actually Rogue One and Solo. Like at the end of Solo, when Darth Maul pops up, it's awesome. But if you don't know Clone Wars and Rebels, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So it really stops the story dead. Yeah. Rogue One, when Darth Vader shows up and has his moment, it's not only great fan service, but it actually adds something to the storytelling. It adds a momentum to those last few minutes and a desperation to the Rebels' uh, cr- uh, you know, cause. And that opening in Rise of Skywalker with Mustafar, it's like, okay, not only do I not know where Mustafar is, not only did they only put it in just because it's Mustafar, what is on Mustafar? Darth Vader's castle, spots that are spots that are strong in the dark for, in the dark side. Why not have discover Emperor Palpatine or discover that Wayfinder in Darth Vader's castle? It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> like it, it, it. Sometimes it's not even just that. It's like 
oh, fan service for the sake of fan service. It doesn't even mine it for all it's worth on that surface level. Which that's really that's surprising. genius. That's genius, Tony. Because yeah, like you're there, you're at Mustafar, yeah. and you don't go any further than that. You're just there, and that's kind of it. It's all about the details in the middle. But and, and it doesn't. It also helps that it's a show, right? It, yeah. Like the, you have hours to like yeah. mine this stuff, while the movies have only two hours. But 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 still, like it 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 kind of goes to show though that. Maybe Star Wars content should just be television for a while, you know? Maybe maybe we don't really need movies mm. that much anymore. Well, because, like, you, as you say, like, you can't fit all the stuff that everybody wants into those two hours of a movie. Yeah. And so you're only going to probably piss people off. You know what I'm saying? I, especially, like, well, especially when it comes to Star Wars because it's so, like, yeah. you know, yeah. world-building-y. Uh, well, yeah, see, and I'm not like a like a crazy, like, huge Star Wars kind of guy, right? Like, I, I'm just, I probably call myself a little bit more than a casual fan, but compared to a lot of people, just a casual, I like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say the so, same. I like, would say the same thing. Yeah, so I, I, I really like uh, movies like Rise of Skywalker that, like, kind of, like, it's like a, it just, it kind of panders a little bit to what i want to see right um but i think that as long as you know you're being that. pandered to that's fine yeah well. i mean yeah i, th <laughs> I think in star Wars, i think in terms of star wars you got to give people what they want and that's just my opinion um, and we'll and we'll get to that but let's move forward yeah. let's move forward uh yeah. because uh speaking of uh what you said hunter about you know giving the people what they want in this season you you get a lot of moments where you know you a lot of fans are happy they kind of got what they wanted and i want to kind of you know celebrate that but also maybe maybe challenge it a little bit like hey you know what what is it that we really want in star wars and i think we were kind of touch we're kind of touching on that already with like the world building and everything but i think what i like about this show most of all is yes we're getting those details, which which help the story, which help the characters, because that I think is really what Star Wars is all about. It's about the characters, and I think, especially when it when it comes to our main uh, duo, I think they're doing really well by them. Yeah, um, something that I really wanted out of the season that I got, uh, I believe it happened in either episode six or seven when um, Mando takes off his helmet. Yeah, that's seven. I, yeah, episode I, seven. Yeah, I was really hoping that they were going to do that because I thought that it was so hard to follow this guy and really, really 100% care about him without seeing his face. And that moment, I felt like, was really earned and really almost well done. But but also, it, it works because you don't see his face all the time. So it actually does work that he he has that mask on for a good part of the show. So every time he does take his, ma his mask off, it's like, ooh, okay, this is like an important moment. Because he does it twice. And I think both of those moments are very important for his character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and even after the uh, – er, go ahead, Tony. Oh, uh, so, well, thank you. Um, it uh, For me, it also speaks to like something that – differentiate star wars from being science fiction i've i've long been the proponent of that star trek is science fiction star wars is space is is fantasy and i think that there is an emphasis on science and the and science and the possibility of science in star trek but star wars is about philosophy what i love about the mandalorian is that we are now exploring another philosophical creed 
different from the Jedi Order and what it takes someone who is takes that creed in orthodox uh, like as an orthodoxy and what it takes for him to break it um and th- that's one of the things that i really that that this conversation really speaks to about like like star wars is a philosophical story or there's a lot of f- philosophical leanings in star wars and how people approach their philosophies and how people approach almost their religions and their creeds so I like that we were able to explore a different aspect of it and a different um, discipline altogether in this universe. Right, Ooh. and that's yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. That's it. That's and it. and that's why we were talk. We were all talking before about just like mining stuff, like from you know all corners of this uh, universe of, of uh, because yeah. because now that we're doing that, we have all these story possibilities and we have all these character moments that we can ha- have now that we maybe didn't really have before in star wars for sure for sure you know um but uh yeah let, let uh going back to just like you know fan service so how how did we feel about because there, i think there was like four really big like fan service moments slash episodes so we got bo-katan who's yeah. in uh who's in clone wars Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter, you ha- you haven't seen Clone Wars, right? No, I didn't even know uh, that Bo-Katan was something uh, until this conversation. So how'd you how'd you feel how'd you feel about her no- not knowing the show uh, Clone Wars? Oh, bro, she's one of my favorites. Right? That's what that's what I'm saying. That's when that's fan that that's fan service that works because you don't you don't need to know that she was in Clone Wars for her to yeah. for her character to be cool because Katie Sackhoff does a very good job as the character and i think especially in the in the uh, finale like she has really like standout moments you know yeah yeah uh i thought she was so badass and really well done uh by the actress that plays her uh what was her name katie sackoff i believe katie yeah absolutely uh awesome really wonderful I and thought. she's actually the what? voice of of the character in the clone wars too so that's, that's oh cool. that makes it so much <laughs> that makes it yeah. better <laughs> What did so you we got think? we got we got Bo-Katan and I and I agree with you Hunter. I I think uh, I think she really works and I can't I actually can't wait to see more of her in season 3 because I'm I'm very much uh, assuming that she'll have a she'll play a bigger role in season 3 because of how you know how the season ended and everything with the with the dark saber but but yeah I think like you know she was an interesting character in Clone Wars and I and she's really good in this too and I I can't wait to see once again uh, this this show mine all the story possibilities and character moments we can get out of this situation now that we're left in at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, something I thought that was really interesting too was that when they uh, Mando and Bukatan like first meet and her crew and stuff, uh, th- they say something about like him not taking his helmet off and she's like, oh, like you're one of those people, right? And I was like, yeah. that is so interesting. I didn't even realize that there were like like two sides to the the spectrum on that right yeah for sure for sure and and off that and just to piggyback off of that that exchange at first gives you the idea that oh maybe she's not as dogmatic about the mandalorian creed but then at the end when he's literally like just take the dark saber i yield she's like no i i have to fight for it yeah which it's really really leads to some interesting conflict where it's like, well, they they both stick to their creed, but there's there's nuances in their in their respective creeds, and how do they bounce off of each other? It's it's really really fantastic. 
And I love yes. that she's not she's not necessarily a hero either. Like she's kind of like an anti-hero. Like she, you know, she kind of does some bad shit too. Like she kind of wants, you know, she wants revenge, you know, she wants to kill Moff Gideon, you know, she wants yeah. certain things. So she's not you know, she's not like a total, you know, heroine either like yeah. that we see in some Star Wars things. For sure. So she, that, that's why she's interesting. Exactly. She's she's like the Catwoman of the Star Wars universe, yeah, you know? She, exactly. She, she's got her own She's got her own crew, a set of values. She's got her own set moral code, you know. So right. you can't straight up call her a villain, but at the same no. time, like if you get in her way, good, bad, or otherwise, like she will do what she needs to do. It's 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 really really interesting. Exactly. Really, really so I I think they did they did well by her. Um, I yeah. I you know I I wish we saw more. You know I and I can't, that's why I can't wait to see season three. Yeah. But but I do think they did really well by her. Um, yeah. And I think the other one we got to talk about is Ahsoka Tano, uh, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Like, so I, I was saying before, you know, they did right by Bo-Katan. I think they did an excellent job with Ahsoka. How'd you yeah. feel, Hunter? Yeah, so I, I have only seen, like, a little bit of uh, her in the uh, animated show. Um, and so I kind of, I know her story a little bit. Um but I was like, dang, she's her introduction in that episode is like badass, man. Like it, and it is shot so well. Mm. Like, and she's, and I really liked that episode because it was like, it's like she's like the Jedi are kind of samurai anyway, but it really played into that yeah. um, aspect of that. And so I really liked uh, the portrayal of her character. So, do, do you know that she left the Jedi Order? No, I didn't know that. So, so th- her lightsabers. Did did you see the the color on them? Yeah, yeah. It was like a really light, like blue, right? No, it was white. It was white. Um, okay. Right or white or gray? I think they're white. So they're white, and so there's a reason why they're white. So she's not really a Jedi in like the like way that we perceive a Jedi, or at least what other people in the prequels would perceive as a Jedi. Like, mm. so, so she's not either this or that. She's not a Jedi. She's not a Sith. She's kind of just her own self. And so that's why she has the, like that white kind of, uh, those white lightsabers because she's, she's a force, she's a force user. She helps people. She's a good person, but she's, she doesn't really believe in like what the Jedi order was like doing in the prequels. That's why she left because she was like accused for a crime that she did do. And then like they, they solved it. Like, okay, it wasn't her. Like you can come back now. And she was like, no, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't like follow you guys anymore. I think what you're doing isn't right. And she left. So it's, it's interesting that like, they they kind of they kind of put that into her episode but it's not like hammering it over the head cuz like you can you get you can I, I don't know about how how you feel hunter but you can at least like infer like okay like she doesn't you know she she's very like hesitant to train grogu to to train yeah. baby yoda because she, you know for you, I, I guess you assumed for some reason like she was like a little taken aback like no I don't really want to do that I don't really believe in all that mm-hmm. yeah no that that makes perfect sense um because I, I was wondering I was like why like when she tells Mando that she doesn't want to train Grogu but she, she tells them where to go to find a Jedi and it's like why, why can't you do it <laughs> so that makes sense Right. Oh, so, but was that confusing for you then? Um, 
No, I I just felt like it was just her own personal thing. Like she, uh, you can really tell that she like she's like I don't I don't do that anymore. Like so, it was very like you could tell that she was independent, but it makes sense now like what happened previously. and did you catch what she said about like even the best of us like fall yeah yeah and i uh that's about anakin right yeah and that's like yeah. once again it's not once again it's it, i think it's perfect fan service where it's like yeah you're doing the thing but you're not once again it's not heavy-handed she's not saying i was trained by anakin skywalker and he became darn vader and this is what happened here and that it's like no you're just you're just talking about in the moment stuff and that's what i really like about a lot of the mm -hmm. fan service and we'll get to some of the other fan service but that's what i like uh, well, also and, like she i don't think that she would want anyone to really know that either mm. yeah she's know? probably embarrassed <laughs> like oh she definitely what i got from that was like oh she's so ashamed right now she's like i've seen what like it can do don't fucking ask me about that shut up <laughs> i oh so it works it works shocker i i have a slightly different understanding of that Oh really? Go ahead. I don't think it's shame. I think it's hope that Anakin finds his way back. Oh. Or that Anakin found his way back, which is why she doesn't say by call him by name. Um at least that was my interpretation where it's like I can see what happens when the best of us fall, but it's the fact that he she calls him the best of us. Something about that, I don't know, just stuck in my brain. In his prime. In his prime, he was the best. You yeah, know? but it's like there's something about us that, that was like that best. There's something about it where she's hoping that that good man will come back one day. Well, I'll be, or that, or that I'll he be, found his way before, you know. He, he fell to the dark fell. side. Um, and I, I'll be interested to see her show now, which they announced, because... Yeah. Uh, I, I believe Filoni's writing those episodes uh, and everything. Uh, Dave Filoni, who created Clone Wars and, and wrote a couple of episodes mm -hmm. of The Mandalorian. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, you know, I, I really hope in her show, like, we have those moments where, like, maybe maybe she talks to Anakin, like the Force ghost Anakin, or maybe she talks to Luke. I think that's a very justifiable, like, moment, like, that maybe yeah. both of them need. Like, oh, like... Luke, you know, I, someone mentioned it online. And I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of brilliant. Yeah, I, oh, I, there needs to be flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Hayden Christensen again. Well, you're going to soon. Well, you know Hayden Christensen's coming back as... Oh, Darth that's right, that's in, right. ...in Obi-Wan Kenobi, so that's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, also, Hunter, I want to touch on uh, how they introduced her in Mandalorian, because I have to say that opening sequence where you don't quite see her was a surprise, I feel, not just for people who aren't fans of Clone Wars and Rebels, but also people who know this character inside and out, because while we knew right away who it was, it's still left up in the air in what context is she going to be introduced? Like, she's going to meet Mando, but is it going to be an adversarial situation or is it going to be a situation of alliance? So she was almost shot. She was shot mostly from the perspective of like the enforcers of that town, the, you know, the, the uh, really ultimately the oppressors, but it was still kind of a thing where she was almost like, it was almost like a, 
horror movie. Yeah, she was light? almost like she was almost yeah. like yeah. she was almost like Batman, like taking yeah. out criminal, you know, taking out people. But like once again, yeah, you're not yeah. quite sure in the beginning not if you don't know sure. what you know. Like, is she a good guy? Is she a bad yeah. guy? Yeah, you know what, Nick? That's the perfect way because it actually did give me Batman Begins vibes when uh, he first shows up in costume and like the criminals are all like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "I'm Batman." You know, it's like I'm Ahsoka. <laughs> You know that sort of thing, and it did give me those kinds of vibes. So it was it was a nice surprise, even for people who know Clone Wars and Rebels inside and out. So, so yeah, I I I just wanted to piggyback off of that. Yeah, so it works for people who know her, and it works for people who don't. I think like you know, it, I I think once again, I think that's when it the season did its fan service best. I think that it, like it works in the story. She's a good character on her own. You know, and and she works well off Grogu and Mando. Uh, so, yeah, I, I loved that. And I loved uh, her moments with the characters. Uh, let's go to Boba Fett. Now, how do we feel about Boba Fett? I'm... <laughs> Hunter, Hunter's looking at me like... <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, Tony. Are Hunter or... Oh, no, yeah, Hunter, if you if ahead. you want to go, Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, no. well, I don't know. I don't know what I have to do. I don't know what I feel yet. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> How do I, mean, I feel? Again, when when that ship showed up, I said, "What, dude? Are we serious? Are we doing it? Are we doing Slave it? One, um, baby." Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I was so for it, and that was one of the moments that I was like, "Holy shit, we're doing this thing. We're doing this thing," and. I, I I thought the portrayal of him uh, was I don't know I'm in between because I was like one okay it's really cool it's really dope the the and I I, I like that they got the same actor because it's the the clone yeah I thought that was um, great yeah I I was really happy about that um and I wasn't really satisfied with his portrayal until uh, he gets the armor on and he's like fucking badass and beating people up um but I I, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, and you know what? Overall, I liked it too. But I, 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 th I think his episode, while good, it was kind of like, okay, like he's cool, he's badass, you know. But like, what else? Like, what? El like, he's finally doing things which he didn't really do in the original trilogy all that much. Uh, but and and I'm excited for his show, which they tease at the end of this uh, season. But once again. I think there was like, you know, bringing a character back from the dead can be either rewarding or not. And I think Star Wars has done both of those sides. I think, bring, in my opinion, bringing back the Emperor was a stupid move, but bringing back Darth Maul was an awesome move. And I think he's a great character now. Yes. And I think Boba Fett's kind of in the middle. I'm not uh, super jazzed, but I'm also not like, Ugh. I'm more just like, okay, this is cool. But I'm waiting for it to be like something more than what I'm seeing right now, and it's it's kind of like when Black Widow shows up in Iron Man too. It's kind of like, oh, okay, you're cool, cool, but like, okay, like I can't wait to see like more of you. But like right now, it's like pretty good. Yeah, um, it's funny that you mentioned both Darth Maul and and Emperor, the Emperor because for me, a lot of it falls on the execution. I don't hate either of those ideas. It's just that Darth Maul's return was executed really, really well. And the Emperor's execution was executed not so well. Execute. So Boba Fett is a character that I've always found ridiculously overrated. <laughs> um, 
which true, is it's kind true. of funny, uh, which which is still ironic because when I had an extra two hundred dollars like five years ago to buy the the big Lego set of either an X-Wing or the Slave One. I bought the Slave One because it is just one of the cooler ships in Star Wars. It really is an awesome ship. Mm -hmm. You know? But, like, it's like, okay, so he's, like, this bounty hunter. Like, whatever. He's cool. He fucking dies or whatever. So, like... Yeah, he he goes out like a bitch. He he does, which is, like, fine. (laughs) Whatever. He's a bad guy. I don't care that he went out like a bitch, but he did go out like a bitch. Um, uh, But I have to say... Even though I agree with both of you that it's probably the weakest of the four intros, I think, or or maybe at the very least that we're not as jazzed about as the the previous two that we talked about. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that for me was, this is finally when I start to care about the character of Boba Fett. You know, he showed like we sh- he shows up at the end of that first episode, which is like, oh man, that's really cool. We're gonna get to see him, but I'm maybe they'll leave it for another season or whatever. He's kind of like the yeah. the show's chauffeur yeah. right now. He's just kind of driving sure. a ship. All right, guys. Sure. There's your there stop. You See you later. <laughs> well, but but the thing that I'm I'm starting to get about like about his character is, um, his and his episode entrance. Uh, the 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 episode where he enters is actually one of my favorites of the season. Um, oh, okay. Not necessarily, yeah. you know, for for. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see where the ranking goes later. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. For more technical reasons, um, but like. What I loved about that episode is that we finally now get a glimpse of again, what's his creed? What is his meth- meth- method of uh, of modus operandi? Right. The fact that sold me that like okay, I really want to see where this character goes is when at the end of the episode, Mando's like, "I well, I guess you can just get the hell out of here," and Boba's like, "No, we made a deal. I'm sticking to that deal." I was like, "Okay." fucking a like he's got a character now he's got he's he's got like you know development so i'm i'm i think it's the for me i put it at the bottom of the character intros that being said out of the four character intros i didn't need to be sold in the other three his character intro sold me on like okay boba fett is actually like a character worth my time yeah there's a there's a that before yeah, there's a side of me that's like, okay, but he was a bad guy, so how we how is he like noble now? But by making those noble like characteristics from him, yeah. like the, him getting those noble characteristics now, does make him a character though. So yeah. like, I'm not gonna be too opposed to like if they kind of retconned him, you know, like becoming kind mm-hmm. of a antihero now. But yeah. I I and I, and as much as like I those few things are there, and I and I do like that, I just. I don't know. It, it it just felt like okay, this is set up for a different thing, and I'm and I like the setup, but yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Well, the thing is, but the the only thing I'll push back on, respectively, yeah, I'm sorry, respectfully, is that I disrespectfully, don't think, <laughs> disrespectfully, <laughs> I disrespect you. Um, the only thing I'll put push me in back carbonite, on, baby. Um, is I don't think that it is a contradiction, and I don't think it is a retcon because, like, you know what? He is a bad guy. He is a villain and a bad guy more in the, in the classic sense than Bo-Katan is. But the thing is that I find interesting is like, I love finding out where even bad guys, where their lines are because like, you, you know, you, for example, you have, um, you know, you have Joffrey Baratheon, you have Voldemort, you have Sauron, you have Darth Vader, you have all these different 
bad guys. They're all these different villains who are objectively evil, but they all have different, you know, lines to cross. Yeah, so and I, I guess I yeah. just I guess I just wish we saw a little more villainy then, because like yeah. it seems like most of his action scenes were just like cool. He's and, awesome. And, he's badass. Like all these, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's more. And it's kind of. I'm not saying like it's like. Yeah like really like problematic or anything but i'm like okay like we're we're going into the cool factor of it yeah maybe well, a little too much i don't know and the thing is for me i think that that it was appropriate to lean into the cool factor because to delve deeper would have distracted from the main overall thing so that is true that's true so the fact that yeah. so if for example if they botched the book of boba fett i will retroactively agree with you but depending yeah, it's kind of it's kind of just hinging yeah. on the show now. It's kind of like it, it's it's kind of yeah. like if they do well by the show, then everything I'm saying kind of yeah. just kind of gets for sure. thrown off thrown no, out the window sure, now. You know, that's the yeah. thing. Boba Fett is Boba Fett is was a badass. He is cool, but you know he he didn't he made a deal. If it, if they had done something like for example, like he's the one who saves baby like Baby Yoda or whatever, or that's what know, I was worried about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or if he's like the guy who like does something that's like objectively like super heroic just out of the will the goodness of, of his heart, then I'd be like, that's not Boba. Yeah. But I think they they stuck very well to the confines of the character while still uh, hinting at where the character can go. So yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm yeah. just ho I'm just hoping that they get to like a Darth Maul area because what they when, you know in Darth Maul and those sh uh, TV shows. They did really right by him, I think, you know. So I, I hope he gets to that level is, is all I'm hoping. Agreed. Agreed. Is the or, show even, gonna... or even close to that level. Yeah. yeah. Is the show going to be placed, like, in, in the same time as, like, Mando, like, yes. now? Yes. I think that's so – I because yes. there, there was a Boba Fett video game that I played on, like, the PS2 yeah. or whatever. And I was like, man, fucking – I don't know. That's the reason I'm not, I'm not very excited for that show. Cause it's like as old Boba, I want old Boba, I want young Boba. You know what I mean? Well, this is the only thing I'm gonna push back on. Robert Rodriguez is part of the producing team. That's right. And Robert Rodriguez, as far as I'm concerned, can do no wrong. No, he's a, he's a solid <laughs> except director. for Shark Boy and Lava Girl. But we won't talk about that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, three and four weren't that great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but but once again. I'm kind of in the middle about it. I liked it, but I want more. It's kind of like Black Widow. I want more, you know, her. it's kind of like Black Widow's introduction. I want more from her now that we set her up. So now let's yeah. get to, uh, is that all of them besides the big one at the end? Yes. yes. All right, so yes. let's let's save the big one actually for later. Let's, let's save that for uh, a different thing. Let's move on to uh, our MVP of the season. So Hunter... If you have an MVP of the season, who the hell is it? I think my MVP has, I don't know. He's only in it for one episode, so I know that it's crazy. But Bill Burr. <laughs> yes! Bro, bro. So, and coming from season one, I didn't like that episode, and I didn't like Bill Burr's character. And I like Bill Burr. Right, they totally do right by him this time around, and I I think as far as and like just 
I guess the, it kind of ties into acting that stuck out to me. His performance is the best performance in this season. Okay, I'm just gonna it piggy. Is. I'm gonna piggyback off that because that's exactly my MVP too. Uh, so Bill Burr, yes, dude. <laughs> Let's Bill, go. So yeah, funny and endearing in just one episode. The the Han Solo of the Mandalorian. He <laughs> he's he's he in like he's a he's an antihero. He's a he's he's an over, overall like you know just dirty guy. But like, but once again, there's that little bit of heart to him, especially in that episode that we didn't see before. And I think, even though I love the prisoner and I love his performance, get that gun out of my face, man! No, uh, I I love him in that episode. But he's even better here. We actually get to see like like emotional stakes from this character. Like we get to see his backstory, or or or, or we talk about it, and we see that when the chips are down. He'll do the right thing, and I think that's once again a very Han Solo thing to do. And I think we need more. As some, someone said this online. We need more people who don't care about Star Wars in our Star Wars content. Like it's just <laughs> hilarious that such a fact. We have this rant. You know, it's so random that he's in this show, but it's 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 honestly he's a revelation it, just in one episode. And I love him, and I love that uh, those uh, those moments in that episode. I yeah. So he's my MVP. Acting that stuck out to me, same as you, Hunter. Bill Burr scene with that with that officer. It's it's like a someone said it's inglorious uh, bastards esque, and I I have to agree with those people. It's like it's all talking and it's all ideological uh, fighting. You know, it's it's about their words and and eventually it's about his action to shoot him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a brilliant moment because like you feel it. You know, you feel like okay, it's like come on, Bill Burr, like do it like you know you want to you feel emotional right now it's just such a brilliant moment because like you feel it when he shoots him and then he turns around and then he shoots that other guy too and it's just like a brilliant all-timer moment it isn't it kind of ironic <laughs> ironic that ryan johnson who can fucking uh, quote chapter and verse of star wars yeah fans were like he hates it get his name away from me. he's terrible and here. <laughs> Bill Burr comes along and it's like, hey, I actually hate Star Wars. And like most of the fans are like, ah, but it's Bill, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Bill, yeah. Philly boy. Hey, come on. How you doing? Ah, you know, that sort of thing. It goes to show that you might need to take a step back from things. Yeah. To do to do greatness. Because yeah. if you're if you're so like boom, tunnel vision maybe, it, it doesn't go as planned. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, that that kind of is it. Like, if you just kind of go with your gut and just like be yourself in a crazy Star Wars universe, you're gonna get stuff. You know, you're gonna get you know stuff like Bill Burr in this show. Like, it's just amazing. And also, sorry, his I mean, chops, dude. He's got chops. Yeah, I I felt yeah. everything. Dude, I was yeah. like, you're fucking amazing, dude. You are amazing, dude. This guy, he's a great actor. We've known this since Breaking Bad. At the at least, I have. He's he's great in those bit parts, you know, and like I think Hunter, I'm gonna I I I agree with you. I think what what it is is that you just need people to be whether they're fans or not of the properties, just be able to ask questions, you know. I think that's one of the reasons why Ryan Johnson was more successful than J.J. Abrams. It's like he dared to ask questions, you know, like. He dared he and that's the thing about Bill Burr. Like he doesn't like this property. He's like, well, it was stupid. And it's like you have someone who's like, oh, I kind of get it now. You know, I I don't know. That's that's just my. Yeah, I I'll agree with you minus the Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I know he does not like the Last Jedi, but that's an episode I, I, for another day. An episode, an episode for another time. Yeah. But Tony, 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 who uh who is your MVP? 
It's Ryan Johnson. No. Ah! <laughs> I knew it. He's the MVP of everything. Um, <laughs> uh, just so people know how I feel. Um, it's it's. Bill Burr is fantastic. I think my MVP at the end of the day. It's it's tough. I think I have to go with Rosario Dawson though. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Sokotano, yeah. As Sokotano, because I think that she not only, you know, gave me new layers as a fan. Um, for someone who knows Ahsoka very well, not only did she add layers to that character, but you could also see the respect that she has for the character as she's been portrayed up until that point. And I think that I, I think that the way she went about it was beautiful. I think that the way that she went it was perfect um, because a lot of actors who take on a role from that's been done previously either do one of two things. Typically, they either completely disregard it because they want to do their own thing, which is fine in of itself. But it get sometimes it gets to a point where it's like, but you do have to understand that there is an ongoing thing here. Um, and I'm only talking about people like in the same universe. I'm not talking about like they get rebooted or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or or they do a complete imitation of it, and it's like it doesn't it doesn't ring genuine. I think she struck the absolute most perfect balance that I've ever seen. And um, and the thing is, it was like I knew immediately that it was Ahsoka, not because of the lightsabers, but because of the way she moved, like the way that she inhabited the space and it's like she did her, she she knew her she studied her shit and I, I so for that reason she is my mvp followed closely by bill burr because his his performance was so spot on yeah but i have to give it to rosario dawson very well said my man very well said so yeah, yeah we so we love that usually in star wars you don't get like absolutely amazing performances and i'll say that for season one of mandalorian this season was like the best acting Star Wars has ever seen, I think, in my opinion. Okay, so we did our MVP, guys. We did our acting that stuck out to us. Uh, does anyone have a least favorite character or moment or forever hold your peace? Oh, I have a, I have a least favorite cameo for sure. Who is it? Fucking, and it's in my, it's in my, my favorite, in one of my favorite episodes of the season. It's Michael Bean. <laughs> oh, really? Show. In the Ahsoka episode? It's like. You have Kyle Reese in Star Wars, and you waste them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, man. As someone who doesn't know Michael Bean all that well, I was fine with it because he actually had a few good lines in that episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought he had a cool like back and forth with Mando. But I, as someone who's a huge fan of him, I'm sure I, I, I understand being disappointed. No, for sure. And listen, I, I will preface it. I don't know if maybe disappointed is the right word because, like, I really love this season. So when I think of a, it, when I when you say least favorite, I really do mean least favorite. Right. Not yeah. like, oh, this is a bad moment. It's just like that. It would have been cool if they could have fleshed that character with that char- that character out, given the the actor and what he means to the sci-fi genre in, in general. But that really, it really is a fanboy complaint. So it doesn't really matter. Was right. it done poorly in the terms of, in terms of storytelling in terms, terms of 
acting or anything technical? Absolutely not. It's just something that I wish I could have seen as a fan. So it's it really is my least favorite. But as a that being said, I do wish they had done a little more with Michael Bean. So Hunter, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter, if you have a least favorite uh, character or part, what is it? Whoever that fucking blue guy is. <laughs> and, Horatio uh, Sands. And the the yeah Carl episode Weathers four episode. yeah the Carl Weathers yeah. episode yeah. What's his name? Makoko. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know him. At, I just call him Horatio Sands. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. Yeah, he's kind of I a get, jackass. <laughs> I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to add like comedy, but you don't need that. Like like the 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 characters like Mando, Carl Weathers, and the uh, uh, MMA fighter girl. <laughs> Cara Dune, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they work they work just together. They work good. So yeah. you don't need the blue guy being like, oh, there's no fucking railing on it. It's like, ah, oh, God, get the fuck out of here. I, so I didn't like that. I, yeah, I, I think – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I would have agreed with Hunter except that a lot of the humor came at his expense, so I was fine with it. <laughs> I was like, yeah but i'm also confused like is he a bad guy like they're shitting on him but like he just wants to be free did he do something terrible that we don't know about i mean <laughs> he's annoying like yeah. <laughs> he's just annoying we're gonna ruin this guy's life because he's annoying i mean Dude, factual Jesus. oh god <laughs> Jesus, you know he's kind of uh, uh, you know I'm like gonna... why is he hashtag canceled <laughs> he's blue bro <laughs> He's blue. Hey. He's he's blue and he's a fish out of water. So what's going on here? Yeah, get back in your bowl, motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Those blue people are terrible people. I know some nice blue people. (laughs) I know know some very nice blue people, okay? I love some blue. Look at my blue person over there. I love my blue people. (laughs) I love my blue people, okay? But they're fucking terrible. Get them the fuck off my Star Wars, okay? (laughs) But, But I would... Uh, even though he probably is maybe my least favorite, but I, I, if I had to give it to someone else, it'd probably be Gina Carano. Uh, I think her character isn't terrible by any means, but like, I don't know. I obviously like you can't recast, but like, I don't know. She's not great. And like, I feel like if someone else played the role, we'd, we'd get better moments with her, but not to say that she's like uh, terrible, but like. She's for me at least. She's clearly like out of the main characters. She's clearly like the least interesting in my opinion. See, I like. I like. I mean, maybe it's just because I've seen her fight. <laughs> I I do. I do like. I just think she's badass. So maybe that's why I like her. But yeah. and yeah, I do, but and as, I don't. As far as acting goes, yeah, she's not like fucking. She's not very good. But but I'll I'll take it. No, and that's the thing. I I agree with Hunter. Although I don't. I, I empathize with your point of view, Nick, Nick, because like, um, her she's not as seasoned of an actor as Pedro Pascal, as Carl Weathers. I mean, as, as Grogu, as, as Grogu. I mean, as <laughs> her credit, she'd be the first to admit. But the thing is that she does bring something to the role that I don't know I would want to get rid of. Like, if you recast Cara Dune, you may have some better performance in terms of dialogue and and emoting that sounds great (laughs) but and that is that is an objectively good thing but it's like and yes we would get like a more emotive performance but 
do I want given the kind of character she plays, do I want to sacrifice that believability of physical strength? She's a more physical character, and I don't know if I'd want I want to sacrifice that. It, it is almost like a little bit of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator. You know what I mean? Arnold Schwarzenegger can't read dialogue worth a damn, but when he's the fucking Terminator, he is this like behemoth and you buy it just like strength of presence alone. So it's, I guess it's a trade-off that I'm not willing to do. I, I see yeah. your point. And I think Arnold is a good example. I just wish she was, I don't know, uh, uh, charismatic in that way. I, I just don't see it in that way. But hey, Which is fair. I, that's totally fine. And yeah, you're right. We don't need every character to be like a fantastic actor or anything like that. I yeah. I just, just in my opinion, she's my least favorite. And she's not even like bad per se, even though it is a little hard to uh, like her character also because of what she says online. But I mean, that that is also that is also a fair point. I will say that strictly on as an acting on an acting level, I think she is improved from season one. Yeah, and I, once I, again, I I, I had the cho- if I had to choose the least favorite, that's her. And for me, she's she's my least. But yeah, yeah, fair choice. Fair all right, choice. so we all we all went right for least yeah. favorite. Yep. All right, so. You know what? Before we even get to our top three episodes, I'm sorry. I'm I'm saving this moment. Uh, I'm building up to this moment too long now. Let's talk about Luke Skywalker. So let's talk yeah. about let's talk about that cameo. Let's talk about his appearance. Uh, I'm talking once again about like characters coming back, fan servicey moments. How do we feel about that? Um, it's. It's oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the moment uh, because silence is, is killing me. Yeah. Because... <laughs> so, because and this is why, it it was a very humbling moment for me, um, because I remember discussing it with a good friend of mine, Matthew, um, who it is who it is that he was reaching out to, who it is that Grogu uh, communicated with. I was arguing for Ezra Bridger um, because the idea of Luke Skywalker coming in did, I felt, shrunk the universe of the show. Right, like it's just one yeah. character always. Like they always just go back to that, yeah. But when it happened, I lost my goddamn mind. And I realized right then and there, no, I'm wrong because <laughs> – <laughs> was not only the better choice he really is the only logical choice and the way it was handled was for me absolutely perfect i think they did a nice homage and also role reversal of vader's moment in rogue one and which was fantastic i think it was really it was cool to just indulge in badass luke skywalker for once which is really really awesome um and but i do think that the storytelling was handled in such a way where the the ending what did not become about luke skywalker the ending stayed about the fact that mando and grogu have to make a very difficult goodbye right and it was a fantastic cameo that not only did it not distract from the ultimate goal 
I think it actually added a layer to it because I think it's, and it opens the door to the idea of like, well, Mando and baby Yoda will see each other again. And I'm sure Mando and baby Yoda will want to reunite, but you don't have an obvious villain who he's taking, taking baby Yoda from, if it comes down to that, he's going to be in conflict with someone who is regarded as the greatest hero of the galaxy. So it is going to be another interesting layer. I, I, I just thought it was perfect. Um, I thought it was, it was a humbling moment where I had to eat my words, but I was very happy to eat my words. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, uh, I'm just very, very excited to what this means for the future of the show. I think it was a great way to close out Mando's mission but open the door to what the rest of his journey is. Alright, great. A lot of solid points, I think. Uh, Hunter, yeah, you think? I'm uh, very curious. Uh, I also was wondering who uh, Grogu was reaching out to, and I, I then I was like, alright, I'm not going to put any expectations on it, because I, I, I did binge it, so I couldn't really wait right. a week to, right. to think about it. Um, but even so then, you were, you were still thinking that, like, yeah, I was, I was like, but I, I don't want to put any expectations on it, so I'm, I'm not going to do that. We'll just maybe, – maybe nobody will fucking answer. I don't know. Um, but when I, I saw the, the X-Wing come in, I said, oh, my God. Luke fucking Skywalker. I fucking loved it. I don't even care how it looked. Like, I don't even care how his face looked. It looked like, it looked like Cyberpunk 2077. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Like it, it didn't matter because of how great um, it was, like how powerful he was, and I, I also got that uh, that Rogue One feeling. Even though I, I don't like the movie, I like that Darth Vader sequence is fucking yeah. awesome. I also got that. <laughs> Nick, I can tell that you didn't get that feeling, um, but I, I thought it was awesome. Um, and of course, it's Luke because like he has to start the the Jedi Temple, right? right? So of course he's fucking doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I I fucking loved it. Great. Nick. My turn. My turn. <laughs> so I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I have a bit of a different opinion than you guys, but I want to preface this. I liked it. Now, let's talk about the deep fake elephant in the room. He doesn't look good. And I wish he looked good. Um, once he took off the uh, his robe, his, uh, his hoodie, <laughs> uh, he didn't look good. And I... I think that really hurts the moment. And while watching it, I could, I should have cried like a baby. But because he looks dead, uh, I didn't really feel the moment quite as much as I really wish I should have. However, I think, yes, it makes complete sense why he's there. I think, you know, I, I think what we got of him is, is, is good. The, the way, you know, Mark Hamill voices him, which, which is very nice. There's a part of me that wishes it wasn't him, though. I really wish we just got an actor to play Luke Skywalker. Doctor Sleep, yeah. which I don't know if you guys have seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think did bringing back old characters perfectly. Just get new actors. Put some makeup on. Make him look like Jack Nicholson and just play it as an actor. Perform it for me. Agreed. Agreed. And I, who I thought it was going to be... Who I thought it was going to be was, uh, 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 I think this is the actor's name, uh, Sebastian Stan, the yeah, guy same. from Marvel. 
I yeah. thought it was going to be him because he looks like Mark Hamill. He would have been I, – I really, really, really think he would have been just perfect for it. I don't care if he doesn't look exactly like Luke Skywalker. I just want someone to play Luke Skywalker truthfully. I want his look. I want him to look like him. Yeah. I don't care that it doesn't look exactly like fucking Mark Hamill in his, but, eight, but you know, Nick, in his uh, to, 20s or whatever. Nick, to your original point about Dr. Sleep, I would argue Sebastian Stan looks a lot more like Mark Hamill than those actors did like that actor it doesn't matter but yeah it doesn't matter that they don't exactly that's what i'm trying to say it doesn't matter i'm agreeing they look exactly like the actors it all that matters is that they're playing it truthfully and and that's the thing i'm agreeing with you because i would argue that the the actor who played jack nichols jack torrens in dr sleep didn't look nearly as much like jack nicholson as sebastian stan looks like mark hamill and they nailed it with dr sleep fucking nailed it dude nail it even harder with sebastian stan I agree yeah. with you there 100%. I really think, hey, John, Dave, if you're listening, just get an actor, please. Get it, get him for season three. Just get Sebastian Stan. Uh, I, but I, I, mean, I do I do actually like that he shows up. Yeah. I do like that Luke Skywalker shows up. It makes complete sense. It actually, I we were saying before, like, trudging up things. Like, I think, once again, you guys are really right about, like, like if it serves the story, if it serves the characters, it works. And I don't think if it was anyone else that moment wouldn't have hit nearly as as much as like you know oh my god it's luke skywalker but i just wish that he looked good if he looked good in my opinion that those final moments with baby yoda grogu and uh and mando i think i would have been crying like a baby because then i i i would have been like hell yeah like luke's there he looks good like i don't have to worry about how he looks i just have i'm just focusing on the scene we're being, you know, we're fucking, he takes his mask off and, he, and Baby Yoda touches his face. I should be bawling. But instead oh. I'm like, instead I'm like, I'm feeling it, obviously. I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't feel it at all, but I'm, I'm, but I'm also like, like, oh, this is nice. Oh my God, Luke, Jesus Christ. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I, I just wish it was executed a little bit better. Yeah. But I will say that if I throw all those thoughts away, that moment with Grogu and, and Mando is, is fantastic. Yeah. And and I think none of us disagree on what the critiques of that moment are. I think the honestly the only disagreement is how much it infected our enjoyment of the moment. But mm-hmm. like to me, like I agree with everything you're saying. It was just kind of like it for me was insign. It was it wasn't as significant. It didn't detract from my take being lost in the moment as much as it did you. But I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I think right. And I well, yeah. how do we feel about? Because I, I was thinking one way about it, but now I might not feel the same way anymore. How do we feel about Luke Skywalker, like, tearing these uh, uh, Dark Troopers a new one? So fucking good. It's awesome. So fucking good. I don't know how to feel about it, because initially I was like, yeah, like, awesome. This is cool. Like, he's fucking these guys up. But then I thought about it, and I was like, okay, but, like... What is, what is a Jedi really about? What is what is it? What does it mean to be a Jedi, like a real Jedi? Is it to attack like that? Is it to like rip these guys a new one? I don't know. I don't know if like, but 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 also like Return of the Jedi, Luke did like fuck people up. So like I don't, I don't know how to feel about it because like I think Last Jedi did did Luke so right in my opinion. Where when it comes to like it's not about fighting. It's not yeah. about fighting. It's about being. You know, it's about being uh, a good person. It's about, you know, it's about, it's, it's just not about attack. It's about a certain thing. So how do we feel about that? So t- on two fronts, one, I don't think it 
and I do love Luke's journey in Last Jedi. I don't think it contradicts that at all. Please explain. I really, I really want to know why you think that. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple, you know, like the inciting incident that sent him on that way of thinking hasn't happened yet. You know, it like the inciting incident is the fact that he like had that, that conflict with his nephew. So that inciting incident hasn't happened yet. So just by the simple fact that this takes place five years after return of the Jedi and Last Jedi takes place almost 30 years after Revenge of the Jedi. It's like, it doesn't really contradict it philosophically or timeline. It's it's a simple matter of, it just hasn't gotten there yet. So that's number one. Number two, Luke wasn't cutting through live stormtroopers. He's cutting through robots to save a life. So it's like, if he was cutting through a battalion of stormtroopers, I still wouldn't have had a problem with it, but I would be more, I would agree with your viewpoint more, but they're fucking robots. They're literal fucking robots. That's true. Are, That's true. Are, no. If he hadn't acted in that way, would have killed a potential student that, and a potential lives that he could have saved. So I respectfully don't agree with that take at all because they're fucking robots. They're robots. So they're fucking droids. So I mean, you guys are fans of of Last Jedi, yeah, obviously, right? Right. As so, someone as someone who doesn't like Last Jedi, how do you feel? So, I'm fine with it. Again, if if they were if they were live stormtroopers, I I would feel a little bit different. Okay. But because because that's good to know. That's good to know. Jedi, right? Yeah. It because we have the Last Jedi, and that that's canon, until yeah. hopefully it's not. <laughs> But but it but it's canon, all right. So it's it's always gonna be canon. Th- this it's is the canon. same. Th- this is the same. This is the same guy that fucking was like, I'm gonna kill my nephew. So it, it makes sense that he has that rage. You know what I'm saying? Part of the point. Like, uh, like part of a decent point. Actually. That's that's true. Yeah. But I didn't like. I didn't. But 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 I didn't like the way. No no no, Hunter. I didn't like the way. <laughs> I didn't like the way you said, I'm going to kill my nephew. <laughs> you got it was. It was. It's that. more, it's more like, it, no, no, no. It was more like, I'm going to kill my nephew. <laughs> no, it was. Okay. <laughs> but this is the thing. The, this is the Am thing. I going to kill my nephew? I might. I don't know. But this is the no. one big argument that I have with people about Last Jedi, because I've heard that point a lot. Now, Hunter, I do agree with you. The fact that someone who even go to that place, the fact that he kills a bunch of robots is like nothing. <laughs> again they're robots but yeah. my thing is what people don't understand they're is they're not just robots to me <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> the thing about that moment that I feel a lot of people misunderstand is that not that Luke wanted to kill his nephew it's that Luke had a moment of shame because he wanted to save his sister yes and that's what okay. Luke is all about. That, Luke, that is Luke what Luke wants is to about. save people. And, and, and he had a moment of weakness where he was like, yeah. okay, maybe if I do this, I'll save everything. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, is that when you're looking, when you are looking into the mind <laughs> of someone who wants to not only take over the galaxy, is that powerful in the force and also wants to kill his mother, Luke's sister, like, you every a lot of people like to reference Last Jedi about how like oh he didn't even kill his dad what makes you think you'll kill his nephew you, 
forgetting that in the middle of that lightsaber battle, when Darth Vader, Luke, knowing full well that's his dad, says, sister, so you have a twin sister. Luke literally loses his shit and actually goes a lot farther than he did when Ben, when he when he learned it from his nephew, As he was wailing of, on his own father for a exactly. minute. Exactly, I would argue that him having that moment, but then realizing how wrong he is, is still the an evolution because he didn't take it as far as he did with his own father. He actually held himself back, but in that, even in that evolu- evolution, it still wasn't enough. Right. Right, because he thought that, it, and he ignited that lightsaber, and he thought it, and yeah. that was that was enough for Ben Solo to be like, "Fuck you." Exactly. Well, can exactly. I, I? Okay. That All was right. very well said, Tony. It it was it was, and you know what, Tony? I when we talk, well, I'll leave it for for. That's for true. Me. Yeah, let's leave it for a last no, Jedi. Honestly, for sure. I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Also. I think that Luke should have grown more since like 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, 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 I don't know. We'll leave it. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it for now. We'll leave it. I would love to have this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we'll we'll, I, we'll, we'll I, save I that love, for the last Jedi episode. I, I would love Tony, if you came on for that last Jedi episode, yeah. because that, that would be awesome. And I'd oh, that that's going to be, whenever we do that, that's going to be a fucking <laughs> monster, dude. Uh, anyway, yeah. because we're, because all of the, all of us are so, have, have many different opinions about it. Anyway, so let's get yeah, into, let's... I liked one, just to preface before we move forward, I like Luke. I just wish it was executed a little bit more. And I, and I'm still a little iffy about the yeah. fighting thing, especially because people reference like, oh, it's just like Darth Vader, but Darth, Un- unbelievable my t- my Dude, this phone. is why Good. let the hate flow through you that's it <laughs> that's it guys i'm gonna kill my nephew <laughs> i'm pissed i'm fucking oh, pissed <laughs> <laughs> that's it but like people are like saying oh it's just like darth vader but darth vader's a bad guy he's killing people uh, but 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 they're robots there, you know, so I, I just don't like people comparing it so much to that because I don't, because that's like a bad guy doing things. So why are we, why are we, why are we comparing it to that? Well, because the thing is, it's an inversion. You know what I mean? Okay, like, that's a good, that's a that's, good way to to spell it out. It's an inversion. It's not exactly sure. the same. For sure, exactly. It's and that's the thing. It's that's why it's okay. that's why when I because I and I think I said it earlier in the episode. I could be wrong. But that's why I love it because it was an inversion of that moment. It gave you those kinds of vibes, but and and it's like like father like son, but for 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 completely different reasons. Okay, that's and, that's a very good point. That's yeah. a very good point. You know so I'm I mean? I'm still iffy, but I but I'm leaning on liking it, even though I I do have like a few asterisks when it for comes sure. to mm-hmm. when it comes to for the sure. portrayal. But once again, just like Boba Fett, if they do right by him in in later episodes those things will probably fly away uh, yeah. out of my head anyway so yeah. let's get into our top right, three episodes i'll start um so yeah. my number three was very hard i was i was between two episodes and i think i'll probably i'll probably give it to the rescue of the last episode i think um even though i i have a few issues with potential issues with with luke skywalker showing up overall i i do like that and and, I, and the episode as a whole is really great and i think that 
you know, it, uh, we, we kind of have built up to this for a long time, the, the, especially the, those final moments with uh, Grogu and, and Mando. And I think Mando kind of like letting go and being like, open the doors, like, I'm, I'm letting you go kind of like moment is like, that's kind of perfect. And I, and I think looking back and when I probably rewatch it again, I'll probably be even more confident in my number three choice. Um, because yeah, the, the moments really do play in that episode. I think, I think, uh, Gus Fring is great. <laughs> I think, uh, Moff Gideon is a wonderful bad guy. I think he's probably at his best here. I think like, he's just like a sniveling, you know, uh, asshole. And he's just like, he revels in his assholery. And that's what I always love that in star Wars villains. They can I interject for just a second. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but I thought you find this funny. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine on Facebook called him Darth Poyos Hermanos. <laughs> That's great. So I think you need to enjoy that. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm sorry. But yeah, but, no, no, no. Uh, that was perfect. No, but I, I love him, and I love uh, Mando's battle with the Dark Trooper. I thought that was really cool. I thought like the Dark Troopers are scary. They're scarier than mm -hmm. Stormtroopers ever were. I think like they're the look of them, their theme music. It's kind of like yeah. a, it's almost like techno music. It's like, it's like, whoa, they're coming in yeah. hot. They're like, they're, it's just, it's just, it's just the boys, you know, having a good time. The boys on a Saturday yeah. night. <laughs> Which is another reason why I, I, I also don't mind the fact that Luke went ham on those dark troopers because they're pretty fucking formidable. That's you true. Know? You're not <laughs> dealing true. with like trade federation, like, you know, <laughs> like battle droids. You're right. dealing like some real shit you know yeah where were those guys like in the sequel trilogy come on come on yeah <laughs> anyway so i i i think all the moments really play for the most part i love uh katie sackoff in the episode especially mm -hmm. uh i think she did very well i think like her moments of humor but also like badassery and hesitation at the end of not trying to take the sword you know uh the dark saber it's like really good and you can tell like something's up you don't quite know what's up but like you know like okay why is this happening like she really doesn't want to take it it's like it's stuff like that like i i'm is why i'm interested in in you know uh everything moving forward um it's still about mando you're right tony it's still at the end of the at the end of the day about mando and grogu and i think you know uh, as as much as i have actually a few issues it's 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 definitely a lot better than some of the episodes in the season so i i have to give it number three uh, so yeah, the rescue. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, Nick, I'm gonna piggyback off that. Uh, that's also my number three. Um, well said. All the characters I think are at their best. Uh, and I I only my only pet peeve with it uh, is that I wish Bill Burr was in this episode too. <laughs> right? That he tagged along. Um, but yeah, no, I I won't say too much. But um, yeah, the rescues. It's it's awesome. And then the Luke Skywalker moments. Awesome. The fight scenes are awesome with the the trooper and the. Uh, and his fight with uh, Moff Gideon, I really liked. Um, and I was really worried for Baby Yoda when he was wheeling the Darksaber over his head. I yeah. was like, no, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. No, please. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's my number three. Awesome. Is, is that how you guys want to do? Everyone does their number three and then. Exactly. Three, 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 three yeah. two, 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 awesome. two, one, one, one. So, right. Tony, your number three. So, my number three is actually the tragedy, which is uh, Boba Fett's intro. Yes. Um, the reason it's my number three is because I do agree that it's the lightest on plot and probably the lightest on character development over the entire series. Um, but so first off, 
Robert Rodriguez, Latino director doing Star Wars, para la raza loco. Um, which is also another reason why I love this Mandalorian series in general, because like a Latino lead in Star Wars, for someone who's of Cuban Salvadorian descent, that shit is like, that shit is fire, loco. Um, <laughs> fuck but, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. And I just, I just want some, I just want some, like some, and with Rosario Dawson in the mix, I just want a fucking scene where they're like, like, hey, tirame una corona, loco. Um, but, uh, so there's that. I just, but the thing is, like, even though it is an action-heavy episode, it's a fucking awesome action-heavy episode. Like, some people commented that it kind of looked like a Power Rangers episode. I'm like, well, fine. Like, I love Power Rangers, and Power Rangers had some cool action. That's literally all I had going for it. So I, it's not, it's not the flex that you think that it is. Um, but I, I thought that it was really cool. I thought I, I really, really loved the way it was put together. Um, I, as much as I love a lot of the volume. Uh, filmed episodes uh, I do love it when they're able to be completely on location or as as much location as possible and I really love that about this episode I really appreciated that about its episode and it is also the episode that like I said before finally made me a fan like a really big fan of Boba Fett he went from a character who I was like he's cool to oh I like this guy you know what I mean? And yeah. that's really big for me. Um, so, um, and, and, you know, I do, I, I'm also just a big fan of bottle episodes. I think they call them, um, you know, yeah. episodes that take place in one location and everything that happens in one location is like a lot of people really don't like the episode of breaking bad, the fly. Oh, I love that episode. It's a very divisive episode. It's probably one of my favorite of the series. Yeah. Fun fact directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> And also, and also, and also, Ryan Johnson directs uh, many considered to be the best episode, Ozymandias. I think Ozymandias is the best episode on television ever. Period. The end. So yeah, probably, yeah. That's that's just that's my humble opinion. But we can do a whole Breaking Bad podcast. Yeah. Me. So thanks, Ryan. <laughs> no seriously. Ryan Johnson's the best. All hail Ryan Johnson. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But uh, you know, I, I I just like the idea of bottle episodes. I really and I really thought that for a bottle episode, or as close as a bottle episode as we're probably ever going to get with this series, really action packed, really well done, plays very well, and also the stakes were never more palpable. Like I was at the edge of my seat yeah. when those dark troopers came in, and shit, they took Baby Yoda, Grogu, Grogu. Where do you go, Grogu? You know, it's like. It was, <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm really, I was really, really impressed with that episode. It's, it's, it's an episode that I'll probably agree with anybody who maybe say it's the weakest in terms of character development and story, but it's one of those episodes where I'm like, you know what? In spite of all that, I really love it. I really connected to it. So, but there are, but there are a few key moments in that episode though. A lot of uh, character moments, like the beginning with like Mando's like, I don't know. What are we going to do, kid? Like, you're going to have to leave soon, right? You're going to have to go, right? Like, that's a, really, sure. that's a really touching moment. And I think, like, him yeah. getting the little ball or whatever from his ship yeah. when it's destroyed, I thought that was a really touching moment. And, and I agree with you. And that's the thing. The fact that a moment, that an episode that has as many character moments as that episode does, and it's still fairly so considered one of the lighter ones in that respect, kind of speak volumes of the show. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Even like the ones that are the lightest on character development still have quite a 
lot of character development. That's so. why I can't agree with people that say like it's completely like emotionless because we do care about those two main characters and we care about their relationship. It's probably the one of the strongest, if not the strongest relationships, or, or if not the strongest relationship in Star Wars. I, like I really like I yeah. I would die for these two guys. I mean, look, the, the thing is, all the Star Wars movies, as much as I love them, and I, and I don't. This isn't a critique because they are kind of like takes on the. Uh, the Flash Gordon type movie serials of the of the 40s and 50s, you know, a lot of them are exposition heavy. Right. I have no problem with that, but that no. is true. Empire Strikes. Empire exposition Strikes can be done right, just because For it's sure. exposition doesn't mean it's not you Absolutely. know good. But yeah. all nine all nine of these movies, to varying degrees, have exposition. Oh, a yeah. lot of exposition. Mandalorian, I would argue, is at the very least in terms of show don't tell is the strongest piece of star wars uh, media that we have right now where it does the most of that does the most of that effectively which is not to say that those movies including any i'll throw in rogue one and solo in there don't have wonderful moments of visual splendor and they are visual and they do have great moments of show don't tell right Mandalorian really leans into that in a way that not even the mainline movies do right so you know, so and I think something that I think that that should go no that should be noted, right? Uh, so uh, that's great points, man. Yeah. Uh, so my number two, um, my my top two were not hard at all, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the Jedi, uh, Ahsoka's episode is fan freaking tastic. Uh, besides like a just a few quibbles with like maybe the bad guy's not super interesting, but besides that, this is like. Honestly, this is the episode I've always wanted. It's a roller coaster of emotions. It's a roller coaster in general. It's a, a great action, uh, and we get these moments. And I want to especially, you know, uh, focus on these two moments in the middle of the episode. Probably the two greatest scenes, maybe in the whole show so far, mm -hmm. um, where Ahsoka is just talking to Mando, talking to Mando, and and talking about Grogu, and like you know. Oh, I'm talking to him. Like his name is Grogu, and like, Ooh. you know, and and that stuff was already like emotionally affecting to me. Like, it, I like I don't I didn't I don't really like tear up like in in the the Mandalorian, but like that stuff like made me tear up. I was like, oh my god. And then the my favorite scene of the episode, which is, uh, you know, ah Ahsoka training him, and and uh and uh Mando, essentially training him actually, and then that's why it's such a sweet scene. It's like. No, I got this. You know, here, take the, mm -hmm. the little, uh, you know, take the little thing, and uh, and it's just so moving because we don't really see Baby Yoda doubt himself so much, and in that moment, he he's like he doesn't he's so confused and he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of like he's kind of lost it. Why are you laughing? No, he, because you brought up the baby Yoda and showed it to us. And then, but, but, but it, because it's so cute because he's so shy. I know. Also, that's why yeah. I'm yeah. Laughing. And and that's what I'm trying to say. I think is that like, he doubts himself. And I thought that was a really unique part of his character that we haven't really seen a lot of before, yeah. which, which I think makes him even more sympathetic. And so I thought that was a very key moment in the episode. I thought, it, it it makes the the relationship of Mando and Grogu even stronger, and I think w why at the end of the day they need each other. Um, 
and you know we'll see what happens in season three but i'm 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 very confident in saying that they'll be back together again very soon um because they're the show and i think the show knows it i think even more so in this season like that relationship is the heart and i think this episode Mm. has a lot of awesome action sequences but also it has those heart uh, the heartfelt moments not only with those two characters but ahsoka too and i think we see that in her face we see that Mm. she's been through a lot and that she is a she's a really good person and she cares about the kid you can see it in her face she doesn't have to say a single line of dialogue and you can tell it especially that last shot of her just like kind of processing what just happened then you know they they they're on the ship they drive they, they fly away and she's just like okay and it kind of ends like that it's a really somber moment i think dave filoni you can, like i love john favreau's writing in the show but i think by the way dave filoni did a so much better job this season i think uh, when it comes to directing and, and writing these episodes this is like one of the best things he's ever done i think and i so yeah i i really love this episode is it like a like perfect i don't i don't know but it it's it's really good and it's it's a it's such a standout episode yeah nick i'm gonna have to piggyback on that again yeah baby like we're, we're, we're so in sync right now i know we, uh, we know each other my, so well we're one yeah, we're one person we're like boom uh yeah my number two is also uh the jedi um i love i love my samurai shit i love my i love my jedi shit like that that to me was just like even if the episode fucking sucked that's enough that was enough uh for me and and the the heart of it too i mean something that i'll disagree with you on nick though i i did like the bad guys i liked because i i i maybe the show itself didn't like really dive into it all that much um but it made me interested i was like who the fuck are these guys taking over this fucking place right now what what's going on here and i i something that the show does really well uh in season two is that like it has these places that like the star wars movies don't focus on right it's like the the little tiny things that are going on in the galaxy that weren't focused on before and yeah, beauti- beautifully this- shot episode by the way beautifully shot oh my gosh yeah dude it was awesome and i talked about it before the the opening sequence too was awesome um and then the the heart that we get where like the star Wars, what star wars really comes down to which is like family whether by blood or by like whatever you know like or by choice yeah it's really about family and how that works and how like mando it like baby yoda is comfortable with mando enough to where like they do like the little training thing and i thought that that was really sweet yeah uh but yeah yeah um so uh my number two is actually the first episode of the season of the marshall um because just like hunter just like how you love samurai shit i love me western shit Hell yeah. <laughs> I love me Western shit. Um, and I think what I really loved about it was the we got to know more about the Tusken Raiders. We got to know more about the community that they have. We got to know more about – and I, we, we also had that awesome sequence with the crate Dragon. So we could finally see what the fuck a crate Dragon looks like, and goddamn did it not disappoint. Um in in like a in like yeah. what was it with IMAX cameras like you can tell like yeah, oh god the, the screen's bigger now what the fuck yeah which was dope <laughs> I'm always down for that 
Um, I mean, that's that's also one of the reasons why I love seeing like the Mission Impossible movies and like the Dark Knight movies in IMAX because like when they they change that aspect ratio, and you're like, you're kind of it kind of gave me those feels. Um, it's probably the episode that I want to see the most on the big screen because of that. Um, and I also really loved Tim Oliphant's character in that. I really loved their, I lo- really loved their back and forth. I really thought that the writing was very strong. Um, and I think that, uh, I, I, I do think, I think I, I stand by this episode as one of the, one of the stronger scripts of the, of the season of the series. Um, and you marry that with the fact that it, it deep delves a little bit deeper into pe- into a people that you think that you know, but you actually don't. Plus, right. I kind of thought that the Tuscan Raiders were kind of given a raw deal in Attack of the Clones. Because <laughs> that's like, true, yeah, yeah. Because like you have, which is one of my big pet peeves with that movie, where it's like they fall in love, him and Padme, and. Anakin at first is like, "Hey, I'm down with fascism," and she's like, "Oh, Anakin." <laughs> and then like later on, it's like, "Hey, I just committed genocidal um, genocide of an indigenous people of ta- Tatooine." It's like, "Oh, Anakin, I'm sure it wasn't all your fault." Like, <laughs> which is like really drives me nuts. But that's besides the point. Oh boy. Um. So I did kind of, but I, I it was cool to see Mando. Um team up with the Tusken Raiders we know we get to know more about them as a people rather than just these typical savages that we've come to know them in Star Wars media before and I think the and I really loved uh Tim Oliphant's character I really did think that that was a great episode and also I also just kind of liked I mean maybe this is not really they didn't really try to make a big thing of this but I did kind of like the subtlety of like you know when he wore the Boba Fett armor it didn't really fit him like like it was a little bit loose fitting it didn't quite fit but when Tamora Morrison put it on it was it felt right I don't know there was just something about that maybe maybe I'm just making too much of it but that's just the thing that I that I gravitated to so my number two is uh the very first episode of the season which is the Marshall awesome yeah something that I I I I love that episode it didn't make it into my top three but I really do like that episode uh when uh Timothy Oliphant says uh, uh, to the town or whatever, they're like, "What the Tuscan Raiders?" And he's like, "I know they're savages, but we're gonna work with them anyway." He says something like that. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, they fucking suck, but yeah. we gotta do this." And I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, working with people that you'd hate or whatever." You know, I I yeah. like that stuff. No, he was um, a cool. He's yeah. a cool character. I hope we see more of him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, I feel like I know. Me, I feel one. like me and Hunter have <laughs> yeah. the same number one. But here we go. But- I'm going to be thoroughly surprised if we if we don't have the same number one. But hey, here at NYC Actors Talk Film, anything's possible. So I do want to <laughs> shout out The Passenger because The Passenger, the second episode, was great. And I don't know why people hate it so much because, I don't know, because it was filler? I don't know. But Frog Lady was endearing, I thought. And I thought... <laughs> And I thought the ice spiders were scary. I thought it was a cool adventure. It was different. It wasn't just saving a town. It was like, okay, we got to just get the fuck out of here. Um, and I thought there was really nice moments with Baby Yoda and Mando. Um, that's all. I, that's all what I want in the show. I, I Sometimes I just want them to chill out, um, literally, in that episode because it was a cold planet. Uh, so, yeah, I like that episode a lot. But my number one is 
The Believer, Bill Burr's episode. I fucking love this episode. This is probably the my favorite episode of the whole fucking series. And let me explain why. Um, this, like, this the director, and I'm gonna look him up right now because I really should know his name. Rick Famuyiwa. He has directed the best episodes of the series, in my opinion. Uh, the second episode of the first season, The Prisoner uh, with Bill Burr, um, uh, and and this episode, he's he knocks it out of the park every time. This is what I want in Star Wars. I want characters interacting with each other. I want a character arc. I want the cathartic moments. I want scenes with actors. I want, and I want you know to feel good after watching an episode. And and I want us to go on a journey, a beginning, middle, and end in just one episode. Insane. I love this episode so much for that. I think Bill Burr, once again, is a revelation. I think he's great. He's my favorite, maybe one of my new favorite characters of all Star Wars now. I can't wait to see more of him. Uh, and Mando learns something. He learns something. They work together at the end. Mando, we see now, you know, even more than ever, he'll, he'll, he'll throw away his religion or he'll throw away what he thought he believed was right to do what he thinks is right right now which is to save Grogu. He's going to take that mask off for him. He's going to do this stuff. He's going to do the right thing. And I think, you know, I think he kind of learned that a little bit from everything before, but I think he learned that from Bill Burr this episode. And I think Bill Burr learns, hey, you're right. I got to choose a side. I can't be like, oh, but both sides. No, fuck the Empire. Fuck imperialism. Fuck them. You're right. We should all sleep at night. That's like his last line or one of his last lines. It's like a brilliant moment, uh, a brilliant cathartic moment for his character and his character arc and once again his his actions come from a re real place you know he he does have a, a a heart in a way like he 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 saw he he was going through shit he saw people die families die and so yeah you know and he's going to do something about it and and even though it's coming from a place of trauma you know i think it's the road i think it's the beginning of his road for redemption i can't wait to see more of him i think it's a fantastic episode i think it's so good yeah uh nick yeah uh the believer <laughs> is also my uh my favorite episode of the season um it's it's got i think the best performances of the season in my opinion um with bill burr uh we see pedro pascal uh his face which was super important to me uh and it wasn't it was awesome i felt like and his yeah it just made me care for mando a hell of a lot more um uh the 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 bad guy the like empire like general guy was fucking awesome like i loved that guy's performance yeah. um i i really enjoyed it uh and then he's scary he's like really scary yeah yeah and i was like damn i want i want you to be the bad guy yeah right <laughs> but, uh, Mo Mo moff gideon's fucking awesome too, no yeah so, he's like, great yeah uh and then at the end like the little like transmission like you have something i want motherfucker i'm gonna fuck you up um, and yeah, also, uh, the director, um, he directed one of my favorite, uh, which I, I literally just found this out, uh, but he directed Dope, one of my favorite movies of 2015. And man. now I gotta watch movie. that because I love his episodes, oh, I gotta watch it. Fucking watch Dope, dude. It's so, it's so good. It's dope? Um, yeah. It, dude, it's dope. It's dope. When I saw that movie, I was like, oh, oh, you mean this is the best movie ever? Uh, it's not, but it, it's, it's really fucking good. Um, but yeah, The Believer, fucking awesome.
Fantastic. Um, I did have one complaint about that episode. Um, the fact that when Bill Burr shot that character, he didn't say Carmine Falcone says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Carmine Falcone says hi. <laughs> um, because uh, like I don't know, man. Like the guy killed Bruce Wayne's parents. That shit shouldn't uh, shouldn't go unpunished. But that's just yeah. me. Oh, that's right. He played. That's right. He played a uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, uh, played Bruce Joe Wayne's... Chill in Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. Joe Chill. Joe Chill in oh, Batman shit. Begins. That's um, funny. Which uh, yeah, he deserved I, it. He fucking deserved it. Yeah, for sure. Which uh, I I should tell Hunter and the audience that if there's one thing that I love more than Star Wars, it's Batman. So I will be making a lot of Batman references. <laughs> anything really. Um, what flavor of ice cream would you like, sir? It's like I want justice. <laughs> justice flavor. Justice flavor. So um, Tony, what is your number one episode? Um, my number one episode was your number two episode, guy. It was the Jedi. That is my number one episode. Um, I um, that is my my that is my favorite episode. And again, to start off with, you know, I love the fact that two Latino leads, Pedro Pascal and Ashok Katano, and uh, and Rosario, Rosario Dawson, like that's just awesome to me. That is that is always going to be something that. I will gravitate to um, as someone who is a Star Wars fan, who is of a different heritage, who is of a Latino heritage. So that's just always going to touch a place in my heart. Um, and, and I want to be upfront about that. Um, the thing is, it was very hard choosing these top three because I think they all have really big strengths and that would easily put any of them in the top, put any of them in those three positions. I really had to come down to which ones were almost my favorite from a fan perspective. Um, and the thing about the Jedi, because I agree everything about everything that you guys said, so I'm really not going to touch too much on it unless I do, because, you know, I ramble. Um, but the thing that I love the most about Je the Jedi is I finally got to see a moment play out the way I would have loved for another moment to play out in the prequel trilogy. When in the prequel trilogy, in, in episode one, the Phantom Menace, one of my biggest disappointments were when we find out about midi chlorines. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Will always hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, that's Did I mention that I hate terrible. It? It's terrible. I will never like it. Um, and. Which is, and one of the things, and, and, and because it took away this religious aspect to the force and this mysticism to the force, and it kind of made it a thing of, oh, let me count your blood sugar. Oh, by the way, you're strong in the force. Um, or you, so or hey, you got diabetes. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, hey, you're a Jedi. You also have type 2 diabetes. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know. Um, which, uh, so, yeah. But... The way I've always would have loved to, for that moment to play out is you have Qui-Gon and, and Anakin talking, maybe before the big race, same setup. You have Obi-Wan listening at the door. And, and Anakin asks Qui-Gon, what is the Force? And Qui-Gon just looks at Anakin, sensing that he has the Force in him, while Obi-Wan is listening, and Qui-Gon simply says, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It is an energy field that surrounds all living things. It binds us, 
It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. And underneath that, you have the da 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 da. And it'll be like it would be this chill-inducing moment. And then you understand that not only is that how Qui Gon is so confident in that Anakin is strong in the Force, but also where Obi Wan learns how to communicate with Luke as his son 30 whatever however many years down the road and it just whenever I think about what could have been it gives me chills and when she does that with Grogu where she doesn't take a fucking blood test she just literally sits him across a- across from her and literally like reads reads him like senses his force energy and I forget maybe it's Mando who asks for what the force is, what is it about? And she gives him that moment where it's like the force is what gives the Jedi his power. I damn near stopped. And like what I was doing was like, oh my God. That gave me chills. Like nothing else. Like nothing else in any Star Wars media since the original trilogy. That is my favorite moment of my favorite personally my favorite moment in star wars since return of the jedi like it gave me chills it just like oh my god and it and, and it just it, it stopped me in my tracks um that moment alone puts that episode as the top episode of the series forget the season and it'll be very very tough for anything else to top it for me Plus, I also just love the fact that Dave Filoni just has a gift for introducing, you know, for introducing lore without having to say a word of dialogue. We find out that Beskar is, you can use Beskar against a lightsaber without him being like, oh, this is actually resistant to lightsaber. Like, you learn it in the simplest way possible. She fucking attacks him with a lightsaber. And she's just like, boom, 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 boom. So it's like, holy fuck. You just introduce a huge, huge nugget of information and lore while also give, delivering us a, a really, really great action sequence. Like, that's really fucking cool. That is really, really good storytelling right there. So for everything that you guys have said, Plus those two specific things that I grabbed onto. That's why the Jedi is my favorite episode of Star Wars, of, of the Mandalorian, not just season two, but the entire series. Amazing. Amazingly yeah. said, uh, Tony. Yeah, beautifully said. Agreed. Uh, so, yeah, uh, before we wrap up, um, let's just give our ratings and uh, call it an episode. So I'm, I'll go first. Um I think there's there's so much good here, and and some and some of these episodes, uh, especially the ones that I mentioned, are like some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen, um, and and I think it overall, I think it's better than season one. I I I I I like season one still a lot. I I, I like the simplicity of it, but this was simple too. I like yes, there were some cameos and stuff, but this is still a simple story about mando and the child like that yeah. and i think that's not going away anytime soon at least so that's why i still really like the show and even though it's bringing in all these things it's bringing it in for the most part really smartly 
you know, it all makes sense and it all serves the story for the most part. I do have my gripes with some of the cameos, some of the ways it's done, and I, I and I still don't think like everything completely works. Like sometimes there's like a little bit of lull, even if I'm liking it. But like for the most part, I I really really enjoyed it. It makes me excited for the future of like these shows, this universe now in a way that even though I like some of the sequel trilogy movies, like they didn't really do because they didn't have time to like set up the world, set up what's going to happen afterwards or, or what happened before. Like now we have something that can do that while still at the end of the day, being a story about characters, being a story about these, these two lovable uh, characters. So that's all you can really ask for. So eight out of 10, it's not perfect, but I really, really like it. it it's a, it's such a fun a show. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta agree um, with that. I think I'll, I'll give it a nice crisp uh, seven out of ten. Um, it's not perfect. It's not like the most amazing fucking thing I've ever seen, but it's good and it's definitely definitely an improvement uh, from season one. And that's all. Honestly, with shows like that's all you can really ask for is that they just keep improving. Right, exactly. I can't wait for more because I know they'll they'll most likely improve it. I can't wait to see more. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably give it a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I agree with both you guys that it's not perfect. Um, but so on on just the technical, the storytelling level, I gave it an eight out of ten. But I also give it that extra point, right? Because really, what I want from Star Wars is to make me is to make me lose myself in in the in the universe um and there's not very many properties that i'm willing to do that with uh you know being a cinephile i'm kind of like you know i like my movies a certain way i have you know i have my critiques i like them but it's like star wars like the one thing where it's like you know what whatever my critiques may be i just want to get lost in this world this is my escape so Mando gave that to me in spades. Um, you know, even the lesser Star Wars films have given that to me in some respect or the other, with the possible exception of Attack of the Clones. But other than that, Mando did that really, really well. I, it was, it was very nice to 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 see something that both subverted my expectations, but also did indulge me a little bit in like, ooh, I would really like for this to happen. Oh, it happened, and it's good. Yay, you know? So um, I thought it was fantastic. And I, the thing, and my favorite thing about the series is that while there was a little bit of that Iron Man 2 sense where it's like they're trying to build a bigger world out of the, that spun off from the show, it's still remembered to keep the core of Mando and Baby. That's the core. That's the heart of the show. That That is my uh, rating. I would rate it 9 out of 10. Amazing, amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much, Tony, for joining us uh, in our Mando Season 2 discussion. You, you're a fantastic guy. I love you, bro. Thank, love you too, man. And dude, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And Hunter, it was really nice to meet you too, brother. Yeah, man. Nice to meet you too. This was awesome. Thank, and was... thank you, Hunter, of course, for being a wonderful co-host. And you too, Nick Mana. Always a pleasure. And thank all of you for listening. Uh, we have an Instagram at NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, we have a website, right, Hunter? Indeed. You can find it at our Instagram uh, in the link in the bio. But if you want to search it up yourself, you can go www.walkingpoem12.wixsite slash NYC Actors Talk Film. 
you can find all of our guests, our episodes, and a bio about uh, how Nick and I met and how the show got started. We also and got we have a YouTube. Oh, that's right. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we're doing uh, we're doing fun React videos, uh, uh, commentary tracks on on movies. So we just we released uh, last week our uh, Grinch Who Stole Christmas uh, video, and very soon we're gonna release our Polar Express video. Yee yee. So make sure to uh, like and subscribe for more on that. And we got an email at nycactorsfilmpod at gmail.com. And Tony, where can we find you? Artiga Studios, A R T I G A S T U D I O S, um, on Instagram, which is exclusively my, almost exclusively my art page with a little bit of personal stuff. But um, you can even see some of my Star Wars related art on, t on that Instagram page. Um, and I will be also announcing on there my coming podcast of the new year, uh, which is, um, I don't want to take away from this lovely podcast. So just go on to that place. Uh, if you guys will, if, if it's okay with you, yeah, guys. go ahead, go ahead. Oh yes, um, please. God, so please. I'm still finalizing who my co host will be, but I will be doing a podcast in the new year called bond and beyond which we will do two episodes a month, one where we will take a deep dive look into one of the Bond films. We won't be doing it chronologically, but we will be looking at all 24 of them, 25 eventually. And then we will do another episode where we actually look at a, an aspect of the Bond canon, whether, and you know, we will be doing the, the fan favorite episodes, like what are the best Bond songs? What are the best Bond side characters, cars, that kind of stuff. But we also want to do some deep dives in What's the political climate that informed the original book? What's the, what is some of the, the, the pop culture climate that may have informed the making of any given movie? Um, I.e. when Star Wars came out in 1977, that's why they decided to do Moonraker, which is the, one of the worst Bond movies, but that's besides the point. So um, we'll be doing, we'll, uh, hopefully that will premiere in January 2021, but it will at least, at the very least, premiere in time for No Time to Die in April. So just wanted to throw that out there awesome and thanks again everyone and thank you all again for listening may the force be with you